May I speak to the glory of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. About 18 months or so ago, I was stuck laying in a bed in a strange hospital in a far-off land. To be more precise, the Royal Surrey Hospital in Guildford, just within my former diocese. A visitor came to see me, a member of the chaplaincy department. After chatting for a while, I was asked whether I would like to receive Holy Communion and anointing. But also knowing that I was a priest, I was asked by the chaplain, well, is it okay for you to receive communion from me because I've only been ordained a little while? The answer was, of course, yes. Yes, please. Around the time of ordinations to the priesthood, one of the most moving things to see has been someone just ordained, being asked by someone who's been ordained for ages, years and years, a bishop even, for a blessing. Seeing the bishop kneeling down in front of the newly minted priest with that priest giving a blessing on the bishop or on a priest who's been ordained forever is just so moving. Last year, in fact, it was a privilege to receive a first blessing from Bev Hervey when she was finally out of isolation after her priesting in England. And then a little later, to receive Holy Communion from her at her first celebration of the Mass. There is just something about someone who's been ordained forever receiving priestly ministry from someone who is so new to it. In so many ways it feels wrong. Surely the one who's been ordained a long time should be the one who is most appropriate or most competent to administer the sacraments rather than the person who's just ordained. But no, that being turned on its head and the newly ordained issuing those blessings is something incredible. In our Gospel reading, we hear John the Baptist declaring, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me, and he will baptise you with the Holy Spirit. Nonetheless, It is he, John, who baptises Jesus. In Matthew's account, John questions Jesus, saying, Surely I need to be baptised by you. But in the end, Jesus is baptised by John. The greater ministered to by the lesser in ways that just don't seem right, really. Later, in a similar way, after the Last Supper, Jesus washes the feet of his disciples, performing the role of a servant, despite being the Messiah. When Jesus was baptised by John, we hear the Holy Spirit came down upon him. The beginning of his ministry was marked. 
that same Holy Spirit promised by Jesus after his resurrection, that same Holy Spirit which came down upon the Feast of Pentecost, the same Holy Spirit mentioned obliquely in our first reading from Genesis, the wind of God over the waters, the holy breath of God over the waters, the Holy Spirit of God over the waters at the beginning of creation. The Holy Spirit, part of the Godhead, the third person of the Trinity, promised and received by normal human beings. Today's second reading is from Acts of the Apostles, the account of the early church. Paul is on one of his missionary journeys, visiting new communities of Christians. Did you receive the Holy Spirit, he asked them. Never heard of it, they said. We only received the baptism of John for the repentance of sins when we were told to get ready for the Messiah. And then, at the hands of Paul, they are baptised in the name of the Lord Jesus. They receive the laying on of hands. They are filled with the Holy Spirit. They are new believers. They're not long-standing members of the church. They're not those who have journeyed with Jesus throughout his ministry. They're not even those who have been learning and studying about Jesus for ages. They are new believers. They receive the Holy Spirit. They receive the gifts of tongues and prophecy. God is pouring out his gifts on them. And they are exercising a ministry. New believers doing something like that. Incredible as it seems. And I wonder how often do we label people as being more or less important? And based on that, decide who we want to give attention or time to, who we want to listen to, or who we decide don't really matter too much. In the Gospel reading, we see Jesus, the Messiah, gladly receiving the ministry of John in baptism. Even though, of course, there was no need for Jesus to be baptised for the forgiveness of sins, he was sinless. It is a precursor to him taking our sins upon himself, but also... It is that humility of God taking on the nature of humanity, something which surely is inappropriate for God. But it is something that God did because God loves humanity so much. God loves each and every one of us so much. And so there is humility. And then in our reading from Acts, we hear about new believers receiving that same gift of the Holy Spirit. Something they hadn't even heard of 
a few moments earlier. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you were baptised? Never heard of it. And then they are filled with the Holy Spirit. That generous gift from God. Not something which is earned. Not something which is a reward for years of faithful service. A gift freely, extravagantly given. And those same new believers using those gifts that they have been given. Through these readings, we see God using unexpected people in his mission. Unworthy people, inexperienced people. And we see that ministry being received. I wonder, in our church life, do we only look to receive the ministry of the most experienced? Do we only value the opinion of the oldest and apparently wisest? Or are we open to God using people we might not expect? In the rule of Benedict, we hear in the community they are advised listen to the voice of everyone because it may be the youngest newest member of the community that God is speaking through do we value the opinions of each person no matter who they are no matter what age they might be no matter how long they've been here for and come to think of it are we open to God working in unexpected ways? Are we open to a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our lives, in our community, giving gifts and opportunities which can only come from God? May we be open to the promptings of the Holy Spirit in this place, in this age. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your people and kindle in them the fire of your love. Amen.